0: Welcome, Welcome to, to Creative Riding, where, where it might get a little, little weird, but, but it's, it's always motorcycle-related. Motorcycle Your host... Listen, I can barely tie a shoe, let alone figure out this thing. <laughs> and, and isn't that, that funny how people say not to be an asshole, and but i have seen anything go on to be an asshole. Video. Oh, baby. I don't know, did it, Wheelie? I can't tell if he's just revving the motor and being a jerkwad. My skin met the asphalt, but these new, ki- new ways kit my... Alright, a couple of blurbs, whatever they do with cocaine The, the, guests. Guests. the first bike I ever bought originally hanging
1: from the rafters in his garage
0: it's a cafe racer with alloy makes racing tank and clip-ons and all that jazz and the thing's beautiful i just love the way the norton sounds
1: the soma actually was purchased by uh the barber vintage motorsports museum right so that's where she lives now
0: nice. oh man bro i was doing 200 miles an hour and my fingers are coming off the grips this is in and out of traffic um, I got to wheelie through an intersection on that. Rad. <laughs> yeah, it was a little unexpected, but I got some applause from the homeless guy at the bus de- bus bench. That was pretty fun. I think my dad first gave me my first motorcycle, which was a Peewee 80 when I was four years old, and the first thing I did was loop it in the bushes, showing mum how cool it was. Um, but I learned the lesson that if you're going to take something like that off-road and really abuse the hell out of it, it, it doesn't—it's not really roadworthy. After that, all season my bike's been having a problem hopping off the starting line. Like the back end of the bike will hop real bad, and I have to let off the gas and get back in it. And I would go to Jesse's and hang out upstairs in the whole building at West Coast Choppers, and he would let me sit there and just watch him. Yeah, yep. that's creative riding. Sit back and enjoy the ride. Welcome, welcome to episode fifty-six of the Creative Writing Motorcycle Podcast. I needed all two plus minutes of that intro right there, folks, to warm up. Oh, sorry about that. Yeah, ah, it is dumping here. It's dumping here in LA. The snow uh, is just crazy right now. If you're complaining about snow and you live in an area of the US that's getting Quote dumped on. Just know that here in SoCal, specifically LA, I don't know how San Diego's doing because we haven't got signals to the outside world uh, the past couple of days. Um, all I know is that they've been trying to airdrop supplies from helicopters. Those supplies are only falling about five feet before they hit the top of the snowpack. And uh, so it's estimated that it's roughly around 195 feet tall or deep. And um, yeah, the only things that are really been sticking out is the tops of the buildings in downtown. Uh, If you're not familiar, basically every movie that's ever been filmed here uh, has the Capitol Record building in it and... Yeah, that's like the only thing besides maybe a couple of the super tall skyscrapers sticking out of the top. I think even Griffith Observatory is completely covered. There's no space research being done, so I don't want to hear your crybaby cry cry stories that you're not out riding right now. We can't even like there, you know, people can't even loot and go crazy and do the things that they normally do in Los Angeles when there is like a total uh, state of chaos because. Because of the snow, we're just we're running around here like little hamsters in a tunnel. And I got to tell you, I've never experienced anything like this before. the The deepest snow that I've ever been in was back I think in maybe '93. There was a um, we had a pretty big dump, uh, b- pretty big flood and dump and and all that great stuff back then. And that's the very first year that I ever. Uh, snowboarded and uh, went up to Lake Tahoe, fell face first into this big, fresh powder, almost suffocated, and I thought this is the best thing I've ever done and uh, almost killing myself. And that's, I think, probably what, you know, i always always been into the adventure type stuff. Probably why I love riding so much, but right now I can't ride. I have been. I'll tell you how I did it. OK, also here in L.A. and just really quickly, the the Capitol Records building is 220 feet tall. Uh, and so basically just the top like 20 feet of that thing are sticking out of the snow. And there's a couple buildings around L.A. But yeah, you'll you'll you'd know it if you look at any thing filmed here, like, uh, you know, all the crappy shows that are on TV that are filmed here. Just just look at those. and You will every single movie has a Capitol Records building shot in it. So those buildings are sticking out. I actually was able to ride over and get out of the city. I'm headed back up to the mountains where you can see down over the city and and you can see the snowpack from the air. Um, You can see Mount Verdugo sticking out. Mount Verdugo is the tallest volcano here, active still in Los Angeles. And if you watch that movie, I think it was called Volcano, Mount Verdugo explodes and, you know, L A is just consumed. That and the Breatar pits explode. I think, yeah, that movie. I think that documentary was great. But um, yeah, anyway, I here in L A, you could probably go do a Google Street View and see it. Like, go do a Google Street View of like the Scientology Center down on Fountain Avenue. You'll see. All the streets around there just have garbage all over them. People just throw all the stuff out and then the city comes by and picks it up. So you'll see couches, TVs, uh, people. I mean, you know, everything gets discarded on the side of the street. Somebody on my street threw away a perfectly good treadmill. What I did with that treadmill was I crafted myself with my Bussa Killer, by the way. I've got a new electric bike that's a boosa Killer. I, I, that thing goes so fast that they don't even make a street tire that's rated for the speeds that it can achieve. Uh, and every single horsepower was needed from that thing. I don't know if you measure electric motors and horsepower, but every single gigawatt was needed to power this thing that I that I created. So some old dude down the street had a broken snowboard out on the street. Another house had a treadmill, and I went and I got that broken snowboard, and I clamped it to where the front wheel used to be on my bike. The treadmill, I kind of disassembled and put the the uh, the tread part that you walk on at the rear, and it's driven off my trans sprocket. So, you know, it's basically like one of those um, – snow sled things that they, you know, kind of like one of those snow bikes. I forget what they're called, but yeah, like one of those things. And I was able to get out of the city and, uh, it, you know, a little, a little ingenuity, a little, you know, I followed some of my own DIY tech tips. I wasn't scared to, uh, think outside the box. I used some crappy old stuff that I found. Um, I made sure, you know, I've, I've always had my workspace here set up. Uh, so I had a designated workspace that was separate from all of our food storage and all this and that. So, yeah, I I was able to, to use my own DIY tech tips, use some recycled materials, and make myself an escape pod. Uh, my poor dog, she's been hauling the rest of the family around on a sled, and she's tiny. It's kind of like having a chihuahua pull Santa sleigh. She's not a chihuahua, but you know, the the power to weight ratio there is probably the same. and Reminds me of the Grinch that stole Christmas and his one little dog, Max, you know, pulling that big old sleigh full of presents. That's about how my dog feels right now. Hauling the family and all the weapons and food and everything around the city. And these underground tunnels that we've dug. So, yeah, it is miserable here. Miserable. So if it's just a little bit snowy where you are, kick back, have a pizza, eat a taco, uh, peruse the Internet for bike stuff and heated gear, <laughs> heated gear, uh, you know, Christmas is coming up. If you haven't ordered your stuff for Christmas, uh, it's way too late because, I mean, here in L.A., Amazon, you know, even if we had drones, they could only drop it on top of the 200-foot-high snowpack. So, in your part of town, those poor guys probably, you know, are having trouble making deliveries, too, if you're stuck in Snowville. For the rest of the country, if it's warm where you are, hey, man, I – for once, everybody always wishes they were here in SoCal, the motorcycle industry's here, all the best roads and weather's here. Well, we finally wish that we were where you are. I know for a fact that uh, Motorcyclist isn't coming out this month because the snow crushed their poorly designed building. You know, it's not really made for snow. We don't really get design buildings to, you know, uh, avert or divert rather the weight of snow off of them. And so it was so poorly planned and engineered, you know, all it, all it's made to do is repel the sun. And so all the snow caved it in. Probably everybody is going to be – they're probably going to be switching formats to a snowmobile format at least for a couple months until, until the city gets this thing figured out. But, uh, yeah, so also – If you haven't bought a gift for that one that you love, it's probably too late. And uh, the only way I uh, am able to bring you this show is I had some of it pre-recorded. Last weekend, I played a game with some buddies up in the mountains. And uh, I don't think they're professional wrestlers, and I know they're not bikers, but we played a game called Biker or Wrestler. And that's how we're going to start the show today. Then we'll talk about other places in the world that aren't buried under 200 feet of snow. Where they're probably still racing. And I'm not talking supercross, arena cross, none of that indoor funky junk. I'm talking about some outdoor stuff. Uh, actually, it probably is indoor. But we'll get to that and some other stories on this week's episode of creative uh, sledding. Good morning. Welcome to another beautiful show at KCRP. I'm your host, Nick Sledge. We'll also be bringing you a book or two that you can read while the weather is turned for this hour, and a movie or two that you can watch while snuggled up next to your favorite loved one. Get out of my studio, Nick Sledge! Get back to KCRW, you hippie. This is my show. All right, we'll bring you a book. We'll bring you a movie, maybe. And in the meantime kick back and enjoy some of this original music that was recorded up in the cabin with the assholes that you're about to hear from. Oh, that was a little bit awkward. We just kind of quit playing. There it goes. All right. Kick back and enjoy. All right, that's enough enjoyment for you. All right, the game that we're going to play here was between three people... None of them wrestlers, to my knowledge, and none of them riding. Brought to you from a cabin somewhere in the woods on Big Bear Mountain. All right, we're going to play a quick game real quick. This is called Motorcycle or Wrestler. Here's how it's going to work. I'm going to say the name, and you tell me if it's a motorcycle or a a wrestler. And I, I kind of went global on the wrestlers because I went global on the motorcycles, so... The first one is Americana. Is that a motorcycle or a wrestler? That's
1: a motorcycle.
0: Wrestler. Both. (laughs) One or the other. You're the deciding factor. Oh, I'll go with um, a motorcycle.
1: Oh, it's a wrestler. Oh, thanks, guys.
0: (laughs) What league? Americana was... where are you uh, pulling all these wrestling names from? The many wrestling leagues. Americana was one of the gorgeous ladies of wrestling. Oh, uh, no. that's how I knew. Uh, yeah, Inazuma. Actually, it was did I say gorgeous? Yeah, gorgeous ladies of wrestling. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well,
0: Inazuma, motorcycle or wrestler?
1: That's a wrestler. It's a motorcycle. It's a motorcycle.
0: Mm, motorcycle has it. I said wrestler. It's a motorcycle. Yeah. I said the. <laughs> the wrong one. It. <clears throat> All right. Versus. Motorcycle or wrestler? I already know. Okay. It's a motorcycle. <sighs> I'm going... Motorcycle. It's a motorcycle. Wow. The dragon. Motorcycle or wrestler? Wrestler. You Jim can't say dragon both? Steamboat. Because, come on. I, I specifically Steamboat. picked something that wouldn't be both because they're... Okay Are some that are both Like the rocker So that's a motorcycle then. Yeah no, let's go
1: be... Let's go motorcycle on No it's Rick, It's Ricky the dragon right. Steamboat He's disagreeing But it's motorcycle It's a yeah. consensus
0: Is that how it's gonna work? I don't know Yep We're not playing as a team man Yeah you are man no, You guys I want you guys To all decide together oh, Are we teaming? No team. I'm yeah, team yeah. one uh, yeah, I thought we were teams of one. Okay, I thought we were all together on this. No, we, we all win or lose together? Yeah, man, let's all do right, this. Let's do it. All right. So, is it a motorcycle or wrestler? I'm in. It's a motorcycle. It's a, motorcycle. Right. I'll go with this it's a wrestler. It's Vicky yeah. <laughs> the Dragon Steve Bowen. I fucking knew. knew. Disagree <laughs> and be right. Yep. I hate when he disagrees and is right. Yeah, so it's all three of you together the next ra- model is called sperm is a <laughs> <laughs> is that a wrestler or a motorcycle. motorcycle actually the next one is wraith motorcycle or wrestler oh that's I a motorcycle feel like
1: I've heard of a wraith it's yeah.
0: a motorcycle like a motorcycle wraith motorcycle I'm gonna go wait, wraith my motorcycle <laughs> yeah the wraith is a motorcycle oh. alright undertaker that's motorcycle or wrestler ra- clearly okay yeah, yeah, the Undertaker. Yeah. Okay, wrestler, Come yeah. Come on. Ro- Come on. Come yeah. on. Okay, you're right. Is this is okay. Bush League uh, shit. <laughs> 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 All right, you guys are right. It's a, it's a, it's a wrestler. Uh, the Ronin. That's a motorcycle.
1: It seems like it would be because Ronin had such a great car chase scene. And I think it included a motorcycle. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> but... A Ronin is a masterless samurai. Yeah, yeah, but Ronan also was also a, a Harvey Keitel movie or something. Yeah, it's, in, it's a model of a motorcycle, Yeah. Okay, pretty sure. so, truth is, I have no fucking idea, <laughs> and <laughs> is certain it's a motorcycle. I'm pretty sure it's certain it's a motorcycle. He's pretty motorcycle. Certain.
0: It's a motorcycle. Yeah. All right, you guys are good. Hacksaw like a Duggan. <laughs> All right, <half-time's coughs> <big>. barber. <coughs> what barbecue? Barber. Oh, wrestling. Brutus the barber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Brutus the barber. Got a God, cool you... name for a motorcycle though, right? Yeah. The barber. V Max. <laughs> That's a motorcycle.
1: Yeah, come on, motorcycle. That'd
0: be a motorcycle. <laughs> okay, motorcycle. <laughs> Brutale.
1: That sounds like a motorcycle as well. Mm. Oh, oh but is my ninja... like a lucha libre?
0: Yeah, are any of these lucha libre wrestlers? I went all global because the motorcycles are global. Mm-hmm. Oh, the motorcycles a are that's all gotta over. Be a wrestler then.
1: Brutale, uh, we're going, Wrestling. we're going wrestler
0: on this. Yeah, oh, I guess so. Uh, it's a motorcycle. Uh, okay. Uh, Tatanka. <laughs> oh, that's wrestler. a
1: motorcycle for sure. A hundred percent, it's a motor. hundred percent, it's a motor.
0: <laughs> it's, mo- it's a wrestler. <laughs> Write it out guys
1: Wait Of our team I want to say wrestler
0: Alright So he, he breaks the tie It's a wrestler Yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was off the team Yokozuna <laughs> Yokozuna was a wrestler
1: Remember that wrestler Yokozuna, Yokozuna, is, a Yokozuna? Very, is a very famous Sumo wrestler Alright He remembers one I don't remember a motorcycle Named Yokozuna, Yokozuna. So I'm going to agree with Damon Wrestling. okay
0: wrestler you're right octane I caught that on that game I'm gonna go with wrestler
1: octane <laughs> I'm taking a guess yeah just like try, nobody's gonna
0: have their motorcycle on
1: octane so it's gotta be a wrestler wrestler
0: <laughs> motorcycle <gasps> what yeah victory the, octane ooh, you farted but my fart <laughs> smells <Whoa>. way worse <laughs> With these headphones, I can't smell it. It was like a little clapper, <laughs> dude. It was horrible. Goldberg. Still is. That's a wrestler. A wrestler. <clears throat> All right. Yeah, you I'm guys Put your the headphones right. on so you can't <laughs> smell this fart. I know I did. They, they... Ugh, that fart not only knocked out one of the guys playing, it also knocked out the recording equipment. And, uh, ugh. Yeah, that cabin just smelled like turds and dirty socks after we got out of there this weekend. So, sorry guys, the game ended there. They did end up getting, what, so far the count is eight correct, so... Oh, what's this? Oh, I think I just found the file to the rest of the game. Let's jump back in. Every so far, so <laughs> suck it. <laughs> you, you... Let me check this, Dude, don't stop! <laughs> All right, you guys ready? That's what you start or don't start it. Yeah. yeah. You guys ready to continue? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. See, look, he's not giving up on this. Yeah. You guys, you, you guys up. are like you masters started, of the
1: universe. You just Pat and ran. <clears throat> look, I have pizza socks. Who, who gives up? What? You want an award for your socks? Yes, okay. I do. Want an award? You get We're not the, giving up. And get the, you get pizza. to sit on the couch and answer questions for it. <laughs> The Argyles? Any of them. Well, not those. Hmm. I remember someone was a
0: cotton crew man for many, many years. (laughs) (laughs) When um, did you get fancy socks? Years ago. I have... uh... Yeah, when did your feet quit smelling? Huh? (laughs) They never did. (laughs) Not yours, his. (laughs) Mine did quit smelling. I know. That's and they were
1: really, like, mine were so rancid, remember?
0: Listen, I remember a fucking goose tried to eat your sock one time because it thought it was like a dead fish or something. It was. It was thought it was goose shit. And remember <laughs> when we,
1: we went to that condo in
0: yeah. Ottawa? Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. That goose tried to mine eat your sock because it thought it was outside. a dead fucking Dude, animal. It was so <laughs> bad.
1: Well, yeah. And it wasn't just that. No, it, it was, was like, bad then, it was but like I'm saying. That period,
0: like a year, year and a half, of like, were you eating I take lots of garlic? Off. What? Were you eating lots of garlic at that time? <sighs> Have you ever considered like going and having your microbiome, yeah, like, uh, investigated? Like maybe you're a special, <laughs> a
1: special interest <laughs> to science or something. I am I'm the cure.
0: We found 14 new drugs in his toes alone. Listen, we didn't find a cure for anything, but we found sixteen strains of new strep and one new one new (laughs) strains of like some of nasal rot. All right. what string
1: of nasal rod? Do you? Have? Oh,
0: I have Honefeld H1, <laughs> H1, <laughs> H1 Nose rod, H1 N1. Is that the rancid meat or the sweet <laughs> No It's sweet. It's a sweetly rancid <laughs> meat. Because there's to definitely know. a meat, dude.
1: It. It's sweet it's like A
0: meat. <laughs> but sweetbreads is just meat. All right, let's get back to this fucking game. Alright, next on our list is. How many is, more are these? Uh, there's like a hundred. I did Holy so many. Fuck. So many you'd get annoyed and want to just <laughs> give up on life and kill yourself. <laughs> Alright, All right. the next one's a Fireblade. Fireblade, wrestler or bike? Oh, bike. Eh, yeah, it's a bike. Like, what a
1: stupid fucking <laughs> <for your> wrestling <laughs> name,
0: right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Goldberg is so awesome. Fireblade is Goldberg lame. was his last name. <laughs> Okay.
1: Alright, what's the answer?
0: It's a bike.
1: Yeah, of course it is. Right.
0: Hayabusa. Bike, bike or wrestler?
1: Yeah, that's a bike. That's a
0: bike. Bike. Okay. Thank you. Animal. Bike or wrestler? Wrestler.
1: George the Animal Steal.
0: Yep. God dang. I concur. You fucking <laughs> You're good at this. Van Van. Whoops.
1: <laughs> mm. That's a bike. Really? Probably, it's probably like some Vietnamese, you know? It's totally Vietnamese. man means like it wet, is. wet wet or go-go or something like some weird Wet wet! Yeah, it's like Went some wet. stupid, European <laughs> <York-ian laughs>
0: bullshit. You're saying wet wet? Yeah, wet wet. It means wet <laughs> wet, dude.
1: Alright, we're going with bike. Like, check out that bike, bike. it's all wet wet.
0: We're going with bike?
1: Damn. That's a bike. Bike.
0: Okay, yeah, it's a bike. And it's available here this year, you assholes. Not some what b- 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 wet, wet, model. Does van van mean? Is this the van van? I don't know. What they call it? Vans are cool, dude. What's better than one van? Two vans. Now you got a pair of vans. I don't
1: van know. Van van. Not two vans. Yeah.
0: Is it? B- no, it's van van. <laughs> dos caris. Van van. Dos caris or dos caris. Those, those face. Kind of, those yeah, that's not no, a wrestler. That's, that's a wrestler. Yeah, it's yeah that's a, a wrestler. wrestler. Oh, really? Yeah, it yeah, means two right. face. Go oh, a very good deduction. Yes, it's a wrestler. Bandit. It's Caras, by the way. Dos Caras. Dos Caras. How's yeah, that? You, don't have you to roll, to roll the, the R. R is. It's just Caras. It's not Caras. <laughs> I didn't roll the R. That'd be two Rs. What do you think? Karis. 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 Like with the D there Cause like you know if there's only one R you kind of pronounce it like D Alright all right. bandit bike or wrestler bike. Bike. bike 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 Oh shit yes Caitlin bike or wrestler bike. Wrestler, bike. wrestler. Bike. I don't know bike. I don't care you guys figured it out
1: <laughs> You guys both said wrestler <laughs> You yeah. a wrestler Or are you convinced by my Yeah I'll
0: say wrestler I'll say Wrestler <laughs> <laughs> It's probably a bike, but let's say wrestler. a
1: bike. I want all three of you to it. The agree. consensus is wrestler. Okay, it's a wrestler. Okay, good. Very good. Right, we win.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we win. You except for you. To Thanks to me I, <laughs> and my mom. I think we answer. should this. Like, it's like, try out the new Honda Jeff. <laughs> China. Bike or wrestler? It's a wrestler. Oh, yeah, a wrestler. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, prostitute. China. Well, yeah. you're not telling us
1: it's spelled C-H-Y-N-N-A too, right? Oh,
0: very good. <laughs> Only yeah. one end. But Next yeah. question. Wrestler, you're correct. Warrior. Bike. No,
1: it's a wrestler. Ultimate. Ultimate Warrior. Warrior is a bike. WWF <laughs> Ultimate Warrior. It's both. It is both. Not the Ultimate Warrior, you just said oh, Warrior. No. Ultimate Warrior was a wrestler. Yeah, he didn't say Ultimate Warrior. He just said Warrior. I know, but he said, said China, not right. Guys, okay.
0: All right, let him be wrong.
1: Let him be wrong. Okay,
0: bike. bike. It's a bike. It's Yamaha. Yamaha Warrior. What about the Ultimate Warrior? Ultimate Warrior. That's, a, that's <laughs> wrestler. Okay, good. Good. <laughs> I put him back to back just in case. Oh my God. The Kushida. Biker wrestler. Bike. Bike. <coughs> I'm going bike on. <laughs> it's a wrestler. Yeah. Woo! One for wrestlers. A little bit, a little <clears throat> whatever. Harley race. <laughs> Biker wrestler.
1: Wrestler, obviously. And we should move on after this
0: one. <laughs> <laughs> game is canceled. <laughs> So what are you saying, biker wrestler? Wrestler, wrestler. It's a wrestler. Very good. <laughs> Arlie Race. Well, oh, obviously that's a wrestler. There's only seventy two more, dude. Yeah, yeah. There's quite a few more. I All hope right, you're, right. I hope you're in for this with the long con on this one. Oh my god. <laughs> this is not how I imagined I'd be spending my vacation. <laughs> Striker. Oh, I thought I'd be laying on the couch like totally out on. No. Yeah. I don't know how you thought you'd spend it. But that's how you are spending it. That's You're fine. just answering questions in conjunction. Striker, biker, wrestler. Bike. Yeah, bike. <clears throat> bike. All right, you guys are good at this for not being motorcyclists. Africa Twin, biker, wrestler. <laughs> bike. <laughs> bike. Nah, it's a bike. Oh. Say bye. bike. Bike. What? What's bike? It's a bike. Uh, Rock. Wrestler.
1: Wrestler. What's this thing You know, it's not a full name of a wrestler. <laughs> what? what did you What's the question? Rock. Rock. We have to the go rock. motorcycle because there's no. Nope, oh that's not
0: <laughs> It's Rock. Playing <laughs> Rock Johnson.
1: Wait, what was, what was that? It?
0: Okay, Dwayne, okay, Fox now shows. now yeah. we can institute that again. It's a wrestler, right?
1: They were yeah. right. Yeah, what warrior. You What's the guy's Warriors name? wrong Listen, because I, the Ultimate Warrior.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah I put the warrior and the Ultimate Warrior back to back just in case people like you. <laughs> I love I love you for that. That's why I was counting on you being part of this team. Yeah. If we were scoring individually though, I think you would just be <laughs> right now, <laughs> and uh, let's just continue. That's edge. Proceed. Edge. Bike or wrestler? That's a bike. That's a bike. And a wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> and a oh, guitarist.
1: <laughs> oh, edge, uh, bike or guitarist? I, if if there's no motorcycle named Edge, then what kind of world no, yeah, will we, we have the One? <gasps> and that oh was the night God. we came
0: up with the Edge. That's the night we came the up with. The world's most advanced right, motorcycle, it's a motorcycle for bald men. The do j j Edge.
1: Yeah. It's 2016, and there's no motorcycle <laughs> company that named their bike Edge. What are you guys going with? <laughs> it's a bike. bike. It's a wrestler. Shut the fuck up. There's no Edge.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> monster. You just... You, monster. You blew my mind. I know. I, did. I know I did. Up. Let's move on, Monster. I can't <laughs> move on. Let's go back to Edge then. Edge. (laughs) Guess again. (laughs) Let's go back and talk about
1: this for a second. There is is no motorcycle. (laughs) You are saying there is no motorcycle named Edge.
0: Hey, I can get sued for copyright reasons for playing that shit. Monster
1: Motorcycle. Motorcycle. Motorcycle.
0: Yes! Oh my God, Dinah. Motorcycle. Your motorcycle. Your wrestler. Ooh, figure it out, gentlemen. Oh Jesus. We voted.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do You relent? <laughs> <laughs> are you going to hang? We're checking Dinah right are, now. I, right? If you're using your, it's only He's not two. using his only to look up if there's a motorcycle called Edge
1: (laughs) (laughs) can you spell Dinah
0: how do you fucking think you spell it because
1: if it's D-Y-N-A I got a different answer
0: what would you think it was D-I-N-A yes
1: Dinah no, like dinosaur. D Y N A,
0: right? Yeah. yeah. How the fuck would you spell Dinah? That's how you would spell the wrestler too, like dynamite. Oh my god. Yeah, like dynamite. I basically. just told you how you would spell it differently. <laughs> like
1: dinosaur. <Shore? laughs> <laughs> yes, and that was the example I gave. God damn it! I gave you an example. It was dinosaur. <laughs> it wasn't that
0: funny. Plus, I think she had an H at the end. She did. I didn't mean how yes. Many more? <laughs> One more for you, and then you have to play more. Booker T. <coughs> what? Booker T. I think I just caught your cough from, from
1: across the room. I don't Booker think T. wrestler would name themselves Booker. Uh, Wait, I now I would think that. <laughs> T. I said it out loud. <laughs> if I were Booker T, would I be a, Wait. Or a wrestler? Wait. If, or would if I, I, I was a marketing a... manager at a motorcycle company, <laughs> would thinking, I kid? think that Booker T was cool and if I was... In my motorcycle? That I, hey guys, wait, let McMahon. me paint your teeth, Booker T. <laughs> I like it. I mean, what's what's the scoop with him? Well, you know, green onions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you know. Get yeah. On the open road, that's a winner. That's a winner, right on there. On your Booker T. I think I'm gonna go with motorcycle. Motorcycle. Motorcycle.
0: It's a wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> I love your pitch, though. <laughs> Fucking great, Paul Smart. <laughs> Damn, Paul Smart. What are you doing with your Hiding my phone, I don't want you Yeah, well <laughs> no. this is top secret shit.
1: That's oh, Paul shirt. Smart? Paul Smart. Yeah, that's really Oh yeah, I'm riding this Paul Smart. Into of
0: the Hills. <laughs> 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 They're called ringers. <laughs> Ooh, look at this guy. Look at this guy tuck his chin in and take a second opinion on things.
1: <laughs> same, same. Motorcycle. That was up to yeah. Yeah, he said motorcycle.
0: No, he didn't. Uh, uh, he fucking left this game. Paul Smith. <laughs> Paul. Paul Smart. Oh, uh, I said uh, he's. Right. Yeah, Paul
1: Smart. So we're going motorcycle. <laughs>
0: okay. Two to one. Are you really? Yeah, two to one. Okay, it's a motorcycle. <clears throat> one hundred to one. V-Strom. That's a motorcycle. <laughs> motorcycle. Yeah, I think he shouldn't play anymore. He should go see an emergency room doctor. You guys are right. V-Strom's a motorcycle. Grom! Grom.
1: Grom? Isn't that like a slang term for an idiot that rides motorcycles?
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're thinking of. Oh, s- yeah. <laughs> What's Grom? <laughs> A slang term for idiot that rides motorcycles. (laughs) That's a motorcyclist.
1: That's a slang term. All right, Grom. I thought Grom was the shit that, like, collects at the bottom of your tooth. Ew! Isn't that stuff called Grom? Yeah. You You can scrape that Grom out and brush your teeth with it again. (sighs) It's
0: like resin on a bomb. Oh, Yeah.
1: (laughs) It's like the most powerful toothpaste you could ever have. What if
0: you spilled Grom on your puzzle?
1: You <laughs> want a little Grom on your muzzle, baby? I don't want to be a part of this. There's
0: only yeah. 73 more. we turn off this recorder and like... Guys, there's only 73 more. I thought this would oh, be Jesus. fun. It, it Yeah, it was. was. For like the first two? <laughs> two hours. No, how many more you got? 20. Wow. All right. Let's Lightning po- round. Let's power through. Let's <laughs> power, <laughs> through. Let's let's power through. Hey, Lightning yeah. Round. Hey, hey, we go like this. One, two, three. <laughs> One, there, yeah. There, two, three. Let's do that. Okay, Grom. Yes. Grom. Uh, wrestler. On? Bike. Big Show. Wrestler. Yes. Silverwing. Bike. Yes. Dusty Roads.
1: Oh, wrestler.
0: Yes. Ruckus. Wrestler. Bike. Yeah. Bergman. <laughs> Bike. Yes. <laughs> what? Hulk. Bike. Wrestler. Hulk. Terry Hogan was called the Hulk. Oh, yeah. Triple. Triple H. Wrestler. <laughs> yes. Sable. Bike. Wrestler. Oh, yeah. Boulevard. Wrestler, for sure. Bike. <laughs> Mount Fiji. Wrestler. <laughs> yeah. Matilda the Matilda the Hun. <laughs> Wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, wrestler. Yes. Daisy. Wrestler. Like. Yes. Rebel. Bike. Yes. Raider. Bike. Yes. California Doll. Uh, motorcycle. Wrestler. <laughs> <God damn>. <laughs> <laughs> Pacific Coast. Bike. Yes. Goldwing. Oh, yeah. Bike. Yes. Bret Hart. Oh, wrestler! Yeah, finally. Oh, I Paul Smart. Lie. That's a that's a fucking motorcycle with yeah. Bret Hart. That's a that's a wrestler. Paul
1: Smart, goddamn it! We gotta
0: go back to that yeah. one in a little bit. Cinnamon bike. <laughs> wrestler for a motorcycle. <laughs> the the cin- a cinnamon. I only picked models but there was it's like it smells delicious <laughs> it smells like a cinnamon. like everybody just like rolls down their window
1: oh that's what it could be for like since Holy they shit. have to you know they have to you know La- you know, go through the lanes <laughs> while you're in traffic at least it will smell really nice like, as they go by and like, grab their engine it like, shoots frosting Z- <laughs> She's- yeah.
0: shoots frosting all over your windows scares yeah. your kid I you, you know I only picked models but there was a menu- <laughs> there was a manufacturer called the flying Merkel back in the 30s I thought that was weird fat boy bike yes slim bike yes <laughs> Super Tenere. <laughs> Wrestler. Bike. Whoa. Mystico. Wrestler. Yes. Scrambler. Bike. Yes. <laughs> Attache. Bike. Wrestler. What? That's a dumb name. Dream. Another gorgeous lady is a wrestling. Attache. Uh. Dream. Bike. Yes. Coco, beware. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wrestler. <laughs> oh, oh, and then you like pause for a sec. Wrestler. Oh, yes. Yeah. I remember. Vulcan S. That's a bike. Yeah. All right. That concludes the game. Bike or wrestler. You guys did pretty off- awesome full awful <laughs> You did awesome. fucking terrible. I wish. No, yeah. I did not. I <laughs> got like seven out of the
1: last eight. Yeah, right. dude. You, you, like, you were hitting those... T- Throats. I was like, boom,
0: boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> you got like You're five. You're draining that shit. You drained them from half Ooh, court. Man, you were draining those balls all over. <laughs> you draining them. Yeah. You just drained. I think you got five out of the last ten. No, you I were really. Hot. You had hot hands. i for sure, I,
1: but you, it wasn't five. I saw
0: that you were on fire.
1: There was a period of time where I lost.
0: Yeah, but like, then you were on fire. So yeah. let's go back to the cinnamon Something.
1: guys. On the
0: Cinnamon. <laughs> 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 That's a cinnamon. Thing. Is that cinnamon? Uh, other one. Is that cinnamon? Yeah. Is that the Honda Cinnamon? Oh, yeah. Three hundred and forty-three pounds. Look at that suspension. Oh my God, you guys! Like, ugh. Well, that was a game. Uh, they did actually a lot better than I thought they would, and after that, it just turned into a lot of cussing and farting and watching stupid movies, as we do. I'm headed back up to the cabin now as uh, L.A. is going to get dumped on at least 200 feet of snow. So, uh, yeah, 200 more feet of snow. So, uh, like I said, I'll post pictures from the hilltop. So let's get on to the next part of the story. Well, the next part of the show. This whole show is a story. Dang it. All right. <laughs> God. Alright, everybody, listen up. This weather, this crazy siege that we're under, it's real. It just got real. Uh, you know, I may have been joking earlier about the snow, only now it's really happening. We're, re- we're really buried under weather that we are just not ready for here. And so. know, folks. My computer is giving up the ghost. It literally is cutting out as I'm recording this. I hope it makes it. This weather. This weather. I know that's what happened. You know what really happened? This is kind of freaky. All All this started to happen right after my trip in October for the Halloween podcast. And I don't know exactly what's happening. I don't know what's wrong with my Hard drive or whatever is failing right now in the computer I just hope that it's enough to make it out For this episode I know I said that a couple episodes ago And I wasn't kidding as you could tell Things like cutting out and like getting all janky on me Hopefully Santa will bring me a new one And hopefully there's enough life in this thing uh, Left for next week Just to make it through one more week Because who knows how long with Christmas shipping And, and having to airdrop stuff uh, Through a br- breathing tube Down to the, the Earth's crust here in LA, through the 19,000 feet of snow. Who knows how long it'll actually take me to get a hard drive unless I actually just go out and get it. Uh, that could mean life or death in these situations. So I've always got myself covered with the everyday carry kit from Kauffman EDC, which, hell, back in like episode 5 or 6, I might have mentioned the Kauffman EDC. And uh, let's cut this music. All right, thank you. Uh, yeah, the Kauffman EDC kit you know, has like a fire starter. I got like a cool deer, uh, I accidentally ran over one of the mule deer up here on the hill a while back, uh, with my bicycle, uh, my bicycle is a lot heavier than you guys might think. So I have this mule deer pelt that I can wear and the EDC kit should get me through any, any, uh, situation that arises. If you live in California or anywhere in the Southwest, please have a preparation kit ready for like this weird weather. Uh, A lot of people already have generators and extra food pantries and crazy stuff like that in other parts of the country. But here, like when the power could go out or we could like, there have been some freak tornadoes up on this, you know, along the coast for Pete's sake. Um, You know, weird stuff can happen this time of year, flash flooding because the ground isn't used to copious amounts of water, so on and so forth. Have your motorcycle ready to go if you need to. Uh, I'm super stoked that my bike is, well, now it's a snow sled, but uh, in the summertime, if something happens, it's ready to get out there and slice and dice over the roads, be they derelict or just damaged or whatever. I, I think I can be able to get around where cars and stuff wouldn't. But yeah, it's just kind of a creepy time right now being buried under nearly 375 feet of snow. Being buried under snow, kids, isn't all bad. Right now is a perfect time to prep your bike for next year. And uh, if you, you know, you don't, we around here, we scoff at the ethanol in the fuel because we don't have to store our bikes forever. But if we did, we would probably drain the fuel and fog the motor with i don't know some motor fogger sea foam hell i don't know something to keep it lubricated and not let water get in there over the winter uh also i noticed something on social media a few months ago that i was talking to somebody about and uh i said hey i think your tire is on backwards i noticed that some girl was going on a ride had posted some pics of her bike your bike has sipes on it to siphon rain out from the center and that most bike tires and even some car tires have directional uh, rotation on them so that you can, uh, you know, which way it's supposed to spin. And apparently, if she did it or whoever did it for her uh, didn't look first before they stuck that on and uh, they put it on and, and it was going backwards. And what that does is it channels water right toward the center of your tires. So, pardon me, if you are going to be riding during this wet season. Make sure you check all that stuff. Do all your T-clocks, do all that crazy stuff now while it's cold and while you don't want to ride and unless you absolutely have to, you know, check all that junk out now. Like I said, after my ride down during the Halloween episode, I just I've been checking everything on my bike. I went through and tightened up all the bodywork on it. I went through and made sure everything was in spec and all that great stuff. And I always keep my uh, tires inflated properly just because you never know, you know, what if I bent a wheel going over that stuff and I just can't tell, you know, I've, I've checked it and they're straight, but you never know, you know, you sometimes you just dismiss that stuff and think, ah, th- I didn't do that. And then later down the line, of course, of course you didn't until you keep losing air and you don't know why and you ran over something on that rocky, ghost infested road. Uh, so yeah, something else to keep you. Uh, warm and chilly if you don't have to go out and get a hard drive, is a couple of books I wanted to talk about this winter. One of them I heard from on another awesome podcast called Adventure Writer Radio, and the book is called Ubuntu, U-N-B-U-N-T-U, Ubuntu, and it's about a woman's journey across Africa. And I thought that was pretty interesting. I believe she traveled it all alone, and uh, listened to her interview with Jim Martin over there, and it sounded like just one of the most incredible stories I've heard in a long time and she wrote a book about it, so I would check that out also Guy Martin, if you're a big guy Martin fan, he's got a ton of books out. I didn't know if you knew that, but uh, from I thought he only had a couple, but he's got a few he's got from what i've seen he's got my autobiography, which is a cleverly named book that talks about him. I mean, he if he wrote it himself, he could... Oh, he actually did. It's called My Autobiography. So, he did actually name it the thing that it is. So, at least he didn't say uh, a book containing my autobiography. So, you can go check that out. He also wrote a book called How Britain Worked. Uh, He's also written a book called Speed, How to Make Things Go Really Fast. I think he wrote a book called Worms to Catch. And when I was looking up all these other books that he is attributed to, there's two books on African politics, Africa World Politics and African Political Thought. I'm not 100% sure that he wrote those, but every time I click on them, Uh, On him and his book profile, these two books keep popping up. So maybe he's secretly uh, into the world of politics. You know, maybe that's one of his passions. When he's not getting paid to do every single thing that each one of us would love to, you know, race the Bonneville Salt Flats, Isle of Man, riding a mountain bike across the divide, doing that show that he had on the UK, which is kind of like Mythbusters, but I would maybe call it Stuntbusters, where he just tries these feats of glory and strength. Um, Yeah, so when he's not doing that stuff, perhaps he's writing about African political, you know, situations and and the uh, stuff like that. If you're a big history buff and you kind of want to read some stuff. See, I, before I do this, let me preface this by saying, I don't like to read a lot of modern books about people traveling. And, and we'll talk, I, I wanted to talk about that eventually at, at some point too. Like how small the world has gotten, how unadventurous things can be where we can just live in a place now where we don't even have to like walk outside. Literally buy your groceries and someone will deliver them to you. You eat them. You sleep, shower, blah, blah, blah. So some of these newer books, even those aren't adventurous enough because they stay in hotels and they're using their GPS and all this stuff. I mean, if you're looking for some crazy true adventure that, uh, you know, before all the creature comforts that we know and that are standard now in our societies, there's a book called One Man Caravan. And... I sort of don't like reading these books when the weather's bad either because it kind of makes you want to go out and just do that stuff. Like I'd much rather read uh, some metal crafting books or like uh, maintenance books and stuff like that and just get out and get my hands dirty in the garage while the weather, you know, kind of dictates that. But this guy rode a Douglas uh, between... July and December of thirty-two and thirty-three, he uh, basically did like a round-the-world tour, um, a little bit longer than eighty days. But I couldn't blame him. And yeah, it was this uh, little, you know, trip across the world. I guess that he did back when the world was a much different place. Some things were a lot easier, but some things were much harder. And the roads and everything, as we know them today, didn't exist. Uh, societies and, and, you know, obviously smartphones and all that stuff. I think people were a lot more regional back then. So it looks like an interesting read. I haven't picked it up yet, but, uh, it, you know, that's something that would definitely stoke your fires and kind of, you know, get you ready to maybe plan your next adventure or long for the things of the past. But it's also like a glimpse into a time when things were a little bit harder and you can kind of see just how nice we have it nowadays. Although, you know, on some, and in some ways it's a little bit less adventurous in other ways, it's a little bit more convenient and safer probably. So that is that. Um, all right, keeping in the tradition of our short transitions there. <laughs> uh, some a couple of things I wanted to talk about. I told you we'd talk about racing and stuff that they're doing in other parts of the world where it's not raining and where it's outside. I think I'm wrong on both accounts. It's probably raining, and I think it is inside, and that is the Super Prestigio. It's going to be happening this Saturday. Uh, we've seen some stuff posted up online by Flat Track Live and... Sammy Halbert and everybody that I follow at least on, you know, the Insta Facegram Twitters and all this stuff. And it's super cool. I am so pumped. I'm super sad that it hasn't come back to America yet. But I I am stoked that I got to go to it when it did. But just kind of. Thought it would catch on, and I'm I'm certain that it will, especially with big names like the one of the biggest names in MotoGP. This bright young kid who's always got a smile on his face, even when an old Italian crotchety guy is kicking him off his bike. And then add the popularity of you know the Indian and Harley rivalry being brought back, even though they don't race bigger bikes. This stadium is very small. Uh, still, I think one day it's going to come back here and it's going to be super cool. I'm totally looking forward to 2017 and racing in general. Uh, now that'll, that'll lead me to another conversation I wanted to have. But as far as the super prestigio, check out fans choice. You can, uh, I know you can watch it streaming there. They might even have the practices and all that stuff. I can't remember for hundred percent, but also, um, DTX uh, probably stands for Dirt Tracks. Uh, so DTX Barcelona, or if you're Spanish, Barcelona, uh, you know, dot .com. I think they might be streaming it there. Um, there's probably some other stuff that I'm not 100% sure on that's streaming it. But, yeah, so check that out. That is going to be super exciting and super cool, fun to watch. I really like when they have people from different disciplines come together, fight it out and it was that was one of my, you know, the most fun things to watch here was like Larry Pegram and Josh Hayes who are road racers were doing it. There was a bunch of motocross guys. It was really cool. So, yeah, stay tuned for that. And talking about Super Prestigio, talking about racing and different sort of disciplines, um, I was a uh, couple things on my mind this week. First one is our last episode of going small, I really, 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 you know, think that going small actually was one of the biggest things to happen to motorcycling in a long time. Since 2006, when fuel injection pretty much, you know, took over on everything. I mean, we still do have bikes that don't have a lot of stuff fuel injected, but in 2006, a lot of people went to fuel injection Uh, People are moving towards standardizing ABS. But you know what? Going small was really one of the biggest things that the industry had to talk about in a long time because of all this movement and all the standardization of stuff. Now we have ABS. Now we have IMUs. We have traction control. We're getting it on dirt bikes like KTMs. Even some of the motocross bikes have launch control and some sort of ABS on them. You know, when you're seeing a motocross and an enduro cross bike that has sort of like a, you know, a a race. ride mode for dirt. I mean that's interesting. When you're starting to get into that level of stuff, imagine what's already extant on the street bikes, right? So thinking about that, I was I'm researching right now some of the two fifty two stroke stuff just because it hasn't been that long. And I mentioned the greasy old Italian guy a minute ago, and he was, I think, one of the last guys in the current MotoGP lineup to actually win on one of the two-stroke bikes. And you think the two-strokes from the 70s, but think about it. Two-stroke, 500cc two-stroke GP bikes, 15 years ago, I think, is when they stopped racing those. 2001, I think, was the last year of the the two-strokes, you know? the widow makers, whatever you want to call them. They were like death machines. And that's when the rider was the traction control. The rider was the ABS. There was like nothing, even engine management and fuel, uh, you know, fuel uh, management systems and fuel injection, like none of that stuff. It was all the rider. And it just got me thinking. So I'm doing some research on a piece right now about that little piece of history because it did span for quite a long time before they called it MotoGP. It, it, you know for for like i don't know i think it was like 20 20 years or something like that they raced 562 strokes and a lot of people that are now famous and now heroes and idols and just humongous names in the industry and in the sport came from that era some of the greatest writers and vale being being one of them so i was just thinking about everything's moving toward moving away from that at such a crazy speed that even like the rebels coming with ABS and, you know, fuel injection and stuff like that. And we we're talking about how that thing just got redesigned for the first time since a caveman last rode it. Right. So I was just thinking about how this year I mentioned last year, how, Oh, 2017 is going to be crazy because a Euro four and all this, you know, new bikes are going to come out and it really did happen. I mean, I, I was expecting it, but I didn't think it would happen in the small displacement category. And we've been building up with ABS, we've been building up with traction control and all these different fuel maps for lean angles and BMW kind of started it with the IMU. And I I know know other high-end sport bikes had IMUs before we really called them that, but I mean, winglets and all these rider aids and everything leading up into, pardon me, this culmination of what we have now on almost every single bike or at least capable to have on every single bike if your price point's high enough. Going small really was the biggest thing, and I think it's pretty amazing. And it kind of correlated to, you know, what else could they have done? I mean, unless you keep going in the direction and, like, t- doing, like, BMWs talking with their motorcycle that you're never going to be able to crash, you don't even have to steer, all that great stuff, until you finally get to that point, what is there? And going small, I mean, kind of going backwards, going smaller, they're not going to – we're not going to have – two strokes anymore just because of the epa and stuff like that and i don't think they're ever going to make two strokes that that quite efficient and good anymore but the thing is is like just thinking back 15 years ago when those were the machines that we were you know idolizing people on and now the machines are just like riding themselves basically the guy gets on and twists throttle and we see what happens when when rider aids fail the riders fail they crash you know uh, when when a computer goes dead or somebody's uh, traction ABS line or whatever the hell gets cut, um, I forget what happened, but I was just listening to a podcast today talking about Danny Pedrosa and his uh, one of his cables got yanked or cut or something and he immediately ate, you know, ate it on the track. So just thinking back to those days, just 15 short years ago, if you're only 15 now, you shouldn't even be listening to this podcast because you don't even have a license to ride yet. And we talk about crazy stuff on here, but anyway, yeah. So I mean, just in in the last 15 years, just how much we've we've done and made. I guess going small was the only thing that really made a logical sense into evolving, kind of going back and starting over and evolving motorcycles again. So watch out for that piece should be coming in a couple weeks if my computer doesn't blow up and uh i can still record and type on it and everything which is actually getting harder to do day by day i'm gonna quit i'm gonna just call this episode the hard drive episode that would actually be a good uh name for like an adventure podcast that's done all over the internet the hard drive oh yeah burn burn (laughs) All right. Well, hey, if you don't have any racing to go look at or anything exciting to go check out, uh, keep in mind that right now is a great time to buy tickets for stuff that will be coming up pretty soon. And with that in mind, I'm looking at the schedule for 2017, and I notice that the Mama Tride show is going to be coming up February 17th through 19th, 2017. And that's going to be in Miliwake, uh, the good land. And so, yeah, Mama Tried Show is going to be pretty cool. uh, Based on past years, at least, they put on a great show, a lot of cool bikes, a lot of great fun, a lot of spectators stuff happening there. So really cool to check that out. They're going to have uh, Flat Out Friday, I believe, again, and Slippery Sunday. And uh, this is where they race around on a Coke syrup track, so if you're not familiar with Coke syrup uh, you know maybe maybe get with it and then slippery Sunday is where they race out on the ice so they go from indoor coke tr- syrup track to outdoor freezing cold on a frozen lake bed, which is only how you can do it if you're in LA right now or if you're in Milwaukee. So yeah, that ought to be pretty fun. And also, if you're not on this side of the pond, but if you're on another side of the pond, I don't know how many sides of a pond there can be. Is there only two sides and then a top and a bottom? I never really thought about that saying much, but uh, I'm starting to see the error of you know the, the fallibility of that saying. But anyway, I digress. So while Mama Tried is generally a show about custom bikes. The MCN London Motorcycle Show looks like it is more of, I guess what we would consider like AIM or something like that. It's going to have a huge vendor list, uh, apparently, or like a vendor area. Um, What I've been reading here, it says a long quote from the, what is this website? Superbike Superbike News. um, Alongside the... Very latest new models from the world's leading manufacturers, the 2017 Carol Nash MCN London Motorcycle Show has a stellar lineup for the Adventure Zone alongside a rare collection of historic motorcycles from the David Silver Museum, end quote. So, yeah, it looks like they've got some pretty cool stuff. That whole Adventure Zone I was reading about it, it sounds pretty fun. Uh, It sounds like you can obviously hit up the Adventure Zone, and you can hear people's stories. This is like where those world travelers go to talk about their adventures, peddle their books, um, companies there that'll help you get kitted up and ready for adventure and all that great stuff. Uh, it also sounded like you may be able to r- like ride a bike, do like a little, um, I don't know, like a little test skills test. So sounds pretty fun actually. So that would be something pretty cool to check out. And then that the vintage uh, museum of David Silver, he has a lot of really cool bikes listed on there. So that looks like it would be pretty cool. I think there's going to be some Isle of Man racers there or some uh, British superbike racers. And if you want to buy tickets for somebody for as a Christmas gift, that would be perfect for Mama Tried or the MCN show either one since so they're both on the same weekend uh, tickets under the tree for either of these would be a pretty awesome stocking stuffer you can check out the MCN show at www.mcnmotorcycleshow.com and of course you can just check out Mama Tried at uh, mamatriedshow.com so yeah pretty interesting cool stuff that I thought you know might as well give it a little mention since they're coming up and they're pretty cool And also, wintertime is cool, so that's a lot of saying stuff's cool in a very short amount of time, which is cool. Yeah, cool. A couple other things in the news that I noted, and I haven't really done news in a while, but uh, I thought these were kind of maybe important, maybe will be important soon. One of them is that I read about the a new gyro cycle coming out from Thrust Cycle. And I don't know if you've seen this or if you even know what I'm talking about, but uh, this article I was reading came from uh, Digital Trends magazine. And it says, No kickstand needed. The self-balancing gyro cycle will hit the streets in 2017. And then it says in the article... The thrust cycle could be cruising the streets in 2017. So get your facts straight. Is it hidden the streets or could it be hidden the streets? Come on. But anyway, so the gyrocycle basically uses internal flywheels to create a gyroscopic effect similar to the way I'm assuming the C1 concept did. And I don't even know who made the C1 concept. All I know is that I think BMW bought the company that made that little concept and uh, posted it a long time ago on our Facebook page. It was a scooter that... You know, in their a little prototype scooter that doesn't tip over, so uh, you can get hit by a car and not flop over. You don't have to put your feet down at stop signs. Totally awesome, right? So you don't. It's just like a you know one more step into the future. And if you know, uh, back in October was it? Yeah, it was either the beginning of I think the beginning of October where uh, BMW released their next one hundred vision concept uh, vehicle that also is self-balancing and all the technology on that I said is pretty much extant and they just needed to p- couple it with the electric motorcycle and their crazy ideas of how chassis and suspension is going to work and, and that motorcycle is a done deal. I mean that motorcycle could could theoretically come out you know they could pr- start producing it probably next year. So maybe this isn't too far off. So thrust cycle is the makers? Uh, well, this is the gyrocycle from Thrust Cycle, I guess, is what this is. So the gyrocycle could, uh, if this article suggests that, that this is actually uh, going to be a thing, uh, Thrust Cycle suggests that it could be under twenty thousand bucks, which isn't too shabby for any motorcycle, really. Nowadays, um, I mean, that's not an incredibly high price, you know, especially for electric motorcycles. That's just about where the good ones start. And, you know, a lot of ice bikes start at that range when you start getting into the the good ones. So uh, pretty interesting here. Interesting concept. One uh, thing that it noted here was that basically self-balancing motorcycles could open up a new market for new and old riders alike. That's a direct quote from this article. And I'm, I was thinking of, you know, in the past we've had Can-Ams. uh for people with disabilities. They've got all those crazy wing uh like outrigger things that come down, mostly for bigger cruisers and stuff like that, where like training wheels pop down, you're going four miles an hour or less, and they pop down so you don't have to put your feet down. You know what I mean? So this new auto balancing stuff really could find purchase with the older riders, disabled riders, um, you know, somebody somebody like that, a short riders even that hate tiptoeing it at stop signs. So I actually kind of think that I see this coming on board. You know, I was talking a little bit earlier about how just 15 years ago we moved away from bikes that did nothing for you to all of a sudden bikes that are doing more and more for you. And I could see this actually being integrated into uh, a lot of bikes of the future. So I don't know. Is this going to be one more thing that gets added where you have gyros? Basically, it says here in the article that You know, due to gyroscopic effect, I mean, that's how motorcycles stay up anyway at speed. But this will be able to do it while it's standing still. And having that technology running like those flywheels and gyroscopic moment or movement, balancing it in a corner uh, all the time, having it on all the time, being self-balancing, will uh, maybe make it so that it does not low side or high side in a corner or maybe improves traction makes it more stable so i thought that was kind of an interesting concept to think about i've never you know you never have ridden a bike yet because they don't exist right that has this technology in it and uh yeah that'd be kind of interesting to corner and see what it does at the limit and see what it does uh if it actually is sort of like a constant traction control that'd be kind of an interesting thing so yeah a couple interesting things there from that article In another article that I saw online, uh, I was reading about Uber and uh, India. And Uber has been, has a product or, you know, a service line called Uber Moto that is basically launching in a few Indian cities. Um, The first one, the pilot service, uh, basically launched in Bangalore. And now I I think I read that their uh, next one is going to be in Hyderabad. And yes, Hyderabad. So basically their competition is a company called Ola, O-L-A. And I did not know that India, you know, being quite a motor and scooter country uh, and tuk-tuks and all that, you know, smaller transportation, if you're just going a short distance, uh, it's problematic. You don't want to wait for a bus. You don't need to get a taxi per se. Um, and so they have a bike hailing service that's doing really well there. And there's several companies. Once I started reading this article, uh, I started talking about all of them and I had no idea. So Uber is trying to get in on this and basically they are trying to, you know, improve and, and get a service up and going to compete with some of the other ones uh, in the Indian market. So Ola is their main rival. However, uh, there were other ones that it mentioned in this article, and I'm looking for those right now because I thought that was pretty interesting. Okay, some of the other moto taxi companies are Baxi, Bixi, Hey Bob, Rapido, and M-Taxi, and those are already operating uh, in some of the states there, um, but you know, uh, the another article... Directly related to this, uh, Honda has partnered with uh, a, another rival to Uber and Ola called Grab, and of course, this is all this is all in the uh, Asian markets. But yeah, Honda's teamed up with them and basically, you know, done this like Uber on bike sort of thing, where it's extremely, uh, extremely viable for the people there, and it's pretty cheap. I mean, it's like thirty cents for a kilometer. Or uh, for three kilometers, so like ten cents a kilometer, um, and then I think it got reduced after that. So I mean, really interesting way for people in India to both make money and uh, for the consumer people in India to find rides when you don't necessarily need to take a train or a taxi or something really far. So it's pretty interesting. Um, so I thought it's kind of cool, you know, and and the fact that. Honda's jumping on board. Uh, you know, when, when Uber gets in there and tries to get a foot in the market and be innovative is one thing, but for an OEM to partner with one of these con- uh, companies is a whole nother thing. It's kind of interesting. The last thing I want to mention on tonight's show, of course, is our DIY tech tip and uh, maybe a movie to leave you uh, warm for the winter time. Uh, I'll do that first. So the, Uh, This past weekend, I watched an interesting movie. Uh, You've heard me talk about some crummy motorcycle movies before, and that's all good and great. You may remember last year we had Krampus come on around this time of year, and I think Krampus is going to be back with us next week for a special holiday edition of Creative Writing Motorcycle Podcast. However, this uh, movie that I'm going to recommend, it has nothing to do with motorcycles, but everything to do with with the uh, holiday traditions and uh, pretty much where they originated where where most of the uh Christmas stuff that we celebrate uh today uh originated and that movie is called Rare Exports and it takes place in Norway or Finland I cannot remember darn it it's one of those it's uh, I think it's Finland and basically, I'm not really going to give you a spoiler, but if you've ever seen Troll Hunter, you know that Scandinavian countries can produce some pretty bitchin' movies. And uh, a lot of the stuff, I mean, Troll Hunter was just such an awesome documentary. I I stumbled across that thing, and it's one of the best movies I've ever seen out of you know the Scandinavian countries. And rare exports is the same. The end had a little twist that I was not expecting, but the, you know, the lead up to that, it just has everything. I mean, if you think of how ridiculous movies like gone and not gone in 60 seconds, but that's kind of ridiculous. But if you think of how silly movies like uh, the fast and the furious were all of, I mean, all of them, I haven't even watched the newest ones, but even the first one was a little bit ridiculous and they just got like more gonzo since then. But yeah, you you think of how kind of ridiculous those are, but they play to everything you, you want, you know, it's got action, it's got engines and hot rods and all that Great stuff that you know, car chases and this and that. So, it's everything that Mad Max was, you know, for us. But uh, Rare Exports has everything that you want, but it's in in a movie about you know Scandinavia and Christmas and sort of Krampus. You if you if you uh, watch it, you'll you'll know what I'm talking about. But yeah, I, I would recommend it. It's not a bad movie. Uh, the, like I said, the ending wasn't exactly what I had hoped for. Uh, a little bit of a, you know, everything ends happy twist, but it's kind of funny. And uh, it's there's some English in it. There's some subtitles in it, uh, unlike Troll Hunter, which was mostly subtitles. But, yeah, either of those movies, they both take place in the wintertime in Scandinavia, which I don't know if it's ever summertime there. So, at any rate, yeah, they're bo- both really good movies, and I uh, would recommend checking them out. Uh, this time of year. So that's great. Let's move on to our DIY tech tip, if we can. So you know I'm always pumping and repping the WIR top 10 list, and I'm always repping, you know, doing something you've never done before, getting creative, making something, you know, doing something to your motorcycle that's awesome. And I want to combine the two tonight and talk about Aaron shoe. And I... Apologize if it was totally somebody else, you know, that did did this, but I'm pretty sure it was Aaron Shue. Saw him getting on there and doing some carbon fiber uh, work to the front cowl of his bike. And I thought, dude, that is sweet. I myself am kind of creating a, a seat pan right now, and I intend to lay, you know, lay glass over it after I'm done with it, but it's a little bit of a process. And the DIY, you know, I'm all about DIY, pretty much everything. Everything I have on my bike, I pretty much have made, you know, let's don't get ridiculous. You know, I've I've fabbed up, uh, you know, tried to do a fuel tank before. It's kind of hard with the stuff I got and without having proper thin metal welding stuff. But, yeah, yeah, I, I kind of did it. But, you know, seat pans, no problem. I've never bent my own handlebars, except for when I fell down and bent the OE handlebars. <laughs> but that's a different story. But I've never, you know, machined my own fork tubes, none of that stuff. So I guess when I say I've made everything, what I'm saying is that I've made, uh, you know, I, I got a headlight, I put it on, you know, took the stock headlight off, put a new headlight on, fabbed up a bracket for it, fabbed up a front number plate I fabbed you know all the grommet mounting things on my bike have broken long since broken off because they were part of the old original plastics the old battery tray and toolbox none of that stuff existed when I got the bike it was all either garbage or had uh, fell off sometime back in the 90s or 80s hell this my bike's 80 and, and maybe it'll only last five years on it who knows but at any rate I've made all that stuff and when I got my bike it was just a frame and a motor and you know it was basically like a rolling chassis with with the motor in it so uh you know I did all the the seat pan I did all the side covers I did all the the boxes that holds the batteries I even made, I even kind of fabbed up something for uh uh air filter out the side but that, you know, I went back to the stock airbox on that for reasons because on one hand, customizing stuff is pretty cool and I really like all the custom, you know, bikes that you look at you go online and you look at all these custom scramblers and cafe racers and all this stuff. I'm not talking like big body race bikes or anything like that. Those are a totally different animal and like land speed bikes. I love looking at all that stuff too, but those purpose-built race machines are totally different because every single little thing on there serves a purpose where custom bikes, man, you know, you might chop off a piece here. You might add a piece there, whatever. But the thing is, is that, uh, you know, sometimes you, you do something and you're just bolting stuff on where, you know, I've pretty much done every single thing to my bike. Even like the brackets that the turn signals mount on, they look pretty crappy because, I made them by hand. And so they look handmade. <laughs> they don't look, they're not machined or anything like that. So they look handmade. And so it was pretty cool to see somebody doing something like, like Aaron was doing where he cut out the, you know, I think he was filling in a, the headlight hole or something like that on the front of the cow with carbon fiber pretty cool and it's it's a lot more simple than you think and then oh you're thinking about uh, you know race cars and race bikes that have carbon fiber everything and now you know Ducati and BMW have mentioned that all their bikes are going to be going to be uh, carbon fiber frames wheels you know every little thing is going to be carbon fiber and they for a very long time uh, in automobile racing they've made carbon fiber brakes uh, brake rotors, brake pads. Uh, you know, it's an interesting, it's an interesting substrate, and it sounds like an amazing miracle that you could even, you know, make stuff out of it. So it's really awesome to see him taking a chance, do laying it up on his bike, and uh, you know, making something great out of it. It looked really cool, and I couldn't, uh, you know, it's it's awesome. And once you start doing it, you kind of realize it's not as crazy. As it seems, you know, carbon fiber is basically uh, similar to fiberglass. Just it's got, uh, you know, the substrate of the the weave is what's different where, you know, fiberglass is glass fibers. Carbon fibers obviously is carbon fiber. It's got like metallic. It's so weird to think of metallic cloth, but basically that's kind of like what it is. So, yeah, it was really cool to see him stepping. you know, outside, I'm not sure if it's outside his comfort zone. Maybe he does carbon, maybe he is a carbon fiber engineer. Maybe he's, he's a carbon based life form. That's for sure. So maybe he knows every single thing there is to know about carbon. Um, I know zero about it. I just thought it was cool that he was doing it and it looked like he was doing it in his garage and not having someone else create it. So I was like, yes, uh, I'm down with that. So yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. And uh, I encourage you if you've never worked with fiberglass before, uh, do something fun. Go down to Home Depot or your local hardware store, and they usually have. You can buy, you know, you can buy fiberglass because they make patch kits for all sorts of junky fiberglass stuff. You know, whether it's your basketball backboard or your old canoe or I don't know a piece of wall. Even you can even go to. Might be able to get that stuff at a. At a auto parts store they might have stuff for boats and you know i'm sure that if you're familiar with where to get this sort of stuff but it's available at all different places people use it for different stuff and you can add you know different sort of repairs whether it be home repairs or automotive repairs so that's the great thing about it and uh it's usually accessible even if it's not the greatest stuff and it's not like the widest variety of stuff it's, a, it's something kind of cool to learn on. And, uh, but you get woven cloth versus like chop strand, you know, like the mat stuff. That stuff can be pretty easy to work with. You don't make a, as big of a mess as you do with chop strand, you know, and you don't make as big of a mess. And, uh, you know, it's just different working with it. But all you got to do is like lay a little bit of gl- uh, fiberglass down. And know how to mix a little resin, read directions. That's all it takes to do fiberglass. So it's pretty fun. And it was really cool seeing him do carbon fiber and thinking, man, this is this is great. And, you know, a couple paint job, a little bit of paint later. No, no one will ever be the wiser. And it looked like a really pro job. So uh, props to Aaron for doing that and to, you know, basically doing something DIY to a race bike rather than buying some bolt on thing that some other schmuck just did the exact same thing that you did. But now you're paying like $220 for a whole front cow. And he's just like, Hey, I just slapped some carbon fiber over the old, uh, over the old wind or, uh, the window. Uh, I don't know. Do motorcycles have windows on them nowadays? <laughs> it's been so long since I've seen a modern bike. Uh, they might have windows and doors, Uh, And actually, (laughs) I won't get into it, but Long Beach show, hashtag Long Beach. But yeah, anyway, that was cool. Uh, We're getting on to uh, an hour and 20 here, and so I kind of want to wrap this up. Also, with the weather and the technical difficulties, uh, who knows how long it's going to take to edit and publish this crappy little podcast here tonight. So with that, I'd like to say thank you for uh, joining us on another adventure of random baloney and bullshittery and uh, catch you next week. In the meantime, I'm going to post up some articles on creativewriting.com. If you need to contact us, please email us at creative podcast at gmail.com. All one word. Or go to Facebook.com, look up Creative Writing Podcast, and just click send an email. Uh, I wish Facebook had something like rate us in iTunes because that's what really matters here. And for pushing the show forward and getting more, you know, making us more visible and things like that, iTunes is the way to go. And You know, getting our ratings up in iTunes and getting even one more review. I don't even, I don't, to be honest... I don't care what it says in our old show notes. I left notes in there that you could just copy and paste and, um, you know, it'd be worth it to see. Uh, I might go check and see if there's any new reviews in there because it doesn't matter to me if they're one star or five star. The fact that you take a moment out of your day to actually go click, click in there and like do that. Cause I know it's pretty annoying to do would make the biggest, uh, you know, put the biggest smile on my face. Even if it's one star and you say, this guy's an idiot. I love you for that because it's something. And, uh, I know that I need to go in the other direction. So thank you very much for that. And I'm also going to post up some articles, uh, for my favorite podcast. I might put up some books that, uh, you know, if you, if you have time to read and you're not like rebuilding 18 bikes over the winter or trying to survive by going and chopping down trees to stay warm. You got some free time, maybe read a book. You know what I mean? I might uh, try to get a little bit of lists up there and I'll put all the Guy Martin books that I mentioned on today's show in there and uh, trying to get some more content together for next year. I'm not a real big resolution guy. I don't believe in like waiting to do something like, oh, we're going to do... A great thing, uh, you know, come January 1st, I'm going to start doing this. I just, the thing is, is I'm gathering stuff together for next year. So that's why I'm so pumped about next year. I'm not waiting till then. I'm just kind of getting resources and stuff together and it's not going to happen till then. I can already tell you these holidays are very busy, my friends. So with that, everybody stay, stay warm. I know it's cold out there. Um, I'm gonna let you in on a little little surprise. I'm not buried under seventy three thousand feet of snow. That was a total joke and uh just trying to empathize with you folks up there that are just freezing your butts off my you know my my sincerest condolences and warmest wishes for for comfy uh weather and and good times with family and friends uh honestly. I get it, man. I get it. I'm so lucky. I mean, it's raining like crazy here, and I'm like, just about to lose it. And it's like, you guys are buried. You guys are buried. So at any rate, with that, we're going to get to the sorry list and uh, the conclusion of the show. I hope you had a good one. I'll talk to you next week. <clears throat> this is the first song I ever wrote for the show. right creative writing and its associates would like to apologize to the following people places and things first of all the listeners because i did not have a pencil when i was first editing the sorry list so i don't know if i got everyone on here we'd like to apologize to jim martin guy martin adventure writer radio los angeles and snow We'd like to apologize to the Kaufman Everyday Carry Kit, treadmills, Scientology Center on Fountain, and all of its creepy security guards on bicycle. We'd like to say sorry to the Mama Tried show, to Mama Tried, <laughs> the Motorcycle News, Snow and L- sh- MCN's show in London, and my face for saying the wrong words and getting slapped we'd like to apologize to Mark Marquez Valentino Rossi Brad Baker Jared Meese, good luck in the Super Prestigio boys we'd like to apologize to the Super Prestigio Uber Bixi Baxi Grab M Taxi Rapido Hey Bob The country of India. We'd also like to apologize to books. Most of all, books written by Guy Martin. We'd like to apologize to Scandinavian countries. Norway, Finland, other one. You know who you are, Sweden. We'd like to apologize to the cast and crew of Troll Hunter and Rare Exports. Most of all, we'd like to apologize to you for ruining your ears with another episode of this very smelly podcast. See you next week. And, you know, like I said, there is some spectator sport to it. Are you still recording? Yeah, with your hands in the air. <laughs> that, uh, starting to think about this stuff a little more. There's a little bit of flat tracking, both indoors and outdoors on the frozen lakes. We never be prepared, I guess what I'm saying. And be prepared. <laughs> All right, dude. In lo- the London MCN Motorcycle Show. Yeah, who the fuck is sending me that shit? Me. It's seriously, like. You're disgusting. You're disgusting. <laughs> You fucking love it. If you've got some friends uh, in London. What? What if you spilled Grom water on your puzzle? I thought you said, what if you spilled Grom on your muzzle? In Wisconsin. uh, You can make it up to Milwaukee uh, in February, which is an extremely hot time. If you're coming from another country, wear shorts. You know what I'm saying? Pack some sunscreen.
1: I want
0: a barrel award. You want a barrel award? (laughs) A bear? I was like, dude, pick your pick.